0: Joining us today on episode number 155 of the Real Life Runners Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to run faster. And it seems a little counterintuitive, but in order to run faster, you actually have to run slower first. So today we're going to be talking about why that's so important and what you need to do in order to run faster and more injury free.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: All right, so this makes sense, right? So we have a lot of runners that come to us that want to get faster. This is a goal of a lot of runners that decide to listen to running podcasts for fun.
1: Right, and everybody wants to go faster. Right,
0: everybody wants to run faster or run longer. Maybe they're trying to run a new distance, right? These are the two biggest things that we usually hear.
1: Right, and then once they run that new distance and they want to run that new distance... Faster. faster.
0: Right. So usually when we start, you know, welcoming people into our universe and our community, it's a lot of people that want to improve as runners and run faster. And then a lot of injury talk, right? A lot yes. of people that have tried running in the past and end up injured or they're dealing with some sort of aches and, you know, aches and pains that are popping up now and they want to know how to run longer and faster faster without pain. Right. And today we're going to be addressing all of those things.
1: Yeah, because they kind of all sort of link together because yeah. some people in the effort to try and run farther or run faster just drive themselves right into injury.
0: Right, because you think about it, right? If you want to run faster, you practice running faster, right? So you push hard every run, you do that a little bit extra, you finish you know, every single run with that finishing kick at the end and you know, sprint it into the finish line as if you're at the end of the race.
1: Yes, yes. Every run every should be run. finished with a just fantastic all-out finishing sprint that just leaves you gasping for Mm air and doubled over
0: right you know there's the whole no pain no gain mantra like a lot of people that come into running from other sports right they have this like push harder do more if you're not puking then you're not trying hard enough kind of mentality which is
1: it's not really the healthiest (laughs) of mentalities if you're not puking you're not trying right if you're puking something's going wrong probably
0: exactly so you your goal is to run faster so you keep pushing and pushing and pushing thinking that you are going to achieve that but somehow you don't and and you end up injured you burnt out sick
1: Right, like the the goal is I've got this amazing PR, I'm just gonna train. I'm gonna push, I'm gonna push, I'm gonna push, and oh, I don't wanna even run today. Yeah. Or oh man, my knee hurts so much I can't run today, or you're sick because you're so run down from pushing so hard at every workout and you're cutting sleeps so that you can add a couple extra miles onto a run mm-hmm. early in the morning, or you're running late and so then you're not getting to bed like on time, or you're running late and then trying to go to bed, but you're still all fired up from your run. So mm-hmm. you can't can't even get sleep at that point in time. Yeah, So many ways and suddenly you're just exhausted at all time. That opens up the chance of injury, opens up the chance of sickness. None of that is a good way to be going.
0: Right. And, you know, Kevin and I have some firsthand experience on this. So, you know, know, we say that, oh, it's, you know, when other runners come to us, but it's us too, you know, like we have been there for sure. And that's, you know, a, a part of why we do what we do right now and have this podcast and have our training team and our training academy is to teach runners a better way because we've been there. We've done all of these things. We've made these mistakes. We came into running from two different backgrounds. Um, and we have learned that there is a better way to train all around. Right. I mean, I
1: made the mistake and then I thought I fixed it and then the mistake came back.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your story and your experience with this mentality.
1: All right. So, I mean like my earliest running memories is literally just like racing my neighbor. So we'd start on two sides of the street and it was basically run to the end of the street and back. Yeah. Like I mean, that every was kid does that. Like there was no training. It was no. just like sp- and we knew that we could both get to the end and back. Really hard. Or PE class.
0: Yeah. When kids run, it's not usually like, go out and run and let's see who lasts the longest. Like it's, it's like <laughs> literally like run from here to there and whoever gets their first wins.
1: Right. But everybody judges how far there is because you know in your head, like you've just got this gut feeling that there is some place that I could basically sprint to. Mm-hmm. So
0: Yeah, and then you and then you have that always have that kid that's like you get there and you're like I win and then they keep going you're like no we were supposed to go to that tree not that tree you know different finish line
1: yes different finish line or and back
0: yeah <laughs> yeah what they throw that in right when you get there and slow down
1: yes um, <laughs> and then PE class like we had we had a big parking lot and. It was definitely not a track, but it was drawn as though there was a track on the, you know, I have no idea how long it was. It was just an oval with several lanes. Like it was drawn as a multi-lane track around the parking lot and PE class, you ran a lap. And then once you got to a certain grade, you ran two laps, yeah. but it was such a short distance that it was basically, I would just go out and run it really, really hard mm-hmm. and then hang on until, you know, I was done. The same thing happened at like every sports practice, soccer practice. I was that kid. Like, you know, when the kids are still playing swarm ball instead of soccer, where it's just like, where's the soccer ball? It's over there where every single kid is because everyone's just fun. That age, the coaches are like, all right, guys, Now we're going to take a little break and I want you to run to that tree and back. And that is so the coach can take a breather and not have to deal with you. I was at a tree and back so fast and the coach is like, oh. Do it again. All right. Maybe you take two two rounds on this one because I would just go. And there was no thought into this. It was always just do it as fast as you possibly could.
0: Right. And I came into running for a a little bit different, which was in team sports. You know, like kind of like you said, like you grew up like in team sports as a kid. But I was mostly in team sports in high school. Like I didn't run cross country or track. I hated running in high school because I came into I was a volleyball player, basketball, and softball. So running was always a punishment for me. You know, running was always like, okay, we missed a serve. That's another lap around the track. And it was always timed. We always had to get it in under a certain time. And then if you didn't get it under in under that time, then you had to do it again. Right. You know, so it's... And it was. It was run hard. You know, run hard every time. There was no relaxed thing. Like, you know, we, we had to run like a mile warm-up for volleyball, which mm-hmm. I thought was torture. And then on Saturdays, we had to run a two-mile warm-up, which I mean, come on.
1: Which at the time... Which I fought every single time. Of course you did. Because you're like, in the entire... If we go five sets in volleyball, yeah. we're still not going to run a mile. Like you're just right. not gonna cover that much distance. But
0: you still need endurance. You yes, know, you so I, I see the point of it, but not it's at the also time you didn't. definitely not at the time. You know, but like so, running was always that punishment, you know. In basketball, it was, it was sprints. You know, we had to do the suicide sprints, the the liners, whatever you'd like to call them. You know, where you run down and back as fast as you can, and we did that as both punishment and as just general conditioning because it was important to be able to sprint down the court, change directions quickly, and then sprint down to the other end. That was a very functional training in basketball.
1: Right, and in most sports, the functional training of conditioning is always rooted in sprints. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of sports other than. Your volleyball coach, who's like the only volleyball coach I've ever heard of, that decides that volleyball practice should begin with a one mile warm up. Mm-hmm. But in most sports, the answer is really just a lot of short sprints. Mm-hmm. And so, faster is better. Right. So, if you transition to running and you've always had this faster is better mentality, mm-hmm. now suddenly you're long distance running, but you've always known sport as faster is better
0: right exactly and like you know in in a lot of those sports not only is faster better like you don't want to be the one at the end of the line but you if you were the one at the end of the line a lot of times that meant punishment even like for you or even for the whole team or everybody you know and that was even worse right because then you're punishing the whole team like oh if if so and so doesn't get it in like under a certain time then the whole team does another rep and then it's like you know, and thank goodness I, I was not usually the last you know person. I was like in the mid pack somewhere, like tor- I just towards need to the, be in the front, middle. towards the front, but more the middle. But because I I am more of a sprinter, yes. You know, have more of a sprinter build than um than the the classic distance runner. So we'll say, um, but you know, but that's that's the the point, right? You come into running, and running is this all out mentality. It's pushing harder all the time. It's more is better, or it's you know terrible. You know, you have this negative mentality around running and running just always seems hard. Like running equals hard, like in, in your mind that there's no such thing. Like when you say go out on an easy run, like those two things can be like a total
1: oxymoron. Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense to a lot of people when they get into it, that there would even be such a thing as an easy run.
0: Exactly. Like especially if
1: you got into it from, from another sport running was always, give me everything you got. Mm -hmm. If you aren't panting, you're not doing it right. You know, like run until you can't run. Like I've watched these other sports go as we've got cross country practice. Football players are going and then they're literally running until they're all walking. Mm -hmm. And that, and the coach is calling it a win. Like, oh, I ran them until they could not take another running step. Okay, cool.
0: Run them into the ground.
1: Yes, run them into the ground. Yeah. Uh, I watched all of the like health safety videos today. So run them into the ground it seems like a dangerous Not idea. Not good idea,
0: especially <sighs> in South Florida heat. So you know, so that would be some introduction to running. Like that might be your story. Another story that might get you into running is that you might be coming into running originally to lose weight, right? So when you're if you're coming into running be- with this idea of getting in shape and losing weight, you're probably thinking about calorie burn. You're probably thinking about trying to burn off more energy. So that you burn more fat, that you burn more calories, and that will help you lose weight.
1: Right. So if you've got that idea, then running farther is going to burn more energy. Mm-hmm. Running faster is going to burn more energy. Right. So why would you not just go as hard as you possibly can every single time you for go? For as
0: long as you can. Right. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> push the distance and push the pace every single time so that you get your workout in.
1: Right. That way you burn off whatever it is that you feel bad about eating for lunch.
0: Yeah, which is definitely not a good mindset to have. And we'll talk about that on another day. I
1: and mean, we've had episodes on that one, but that's a lot of where that... that Getting into running from losing weight, then running is not like an enjoyable activity. Right. Running is something that you have to do mm-hmm. because that's the way that you've decided you're going to burn off this calorie. It's not a friendly way. So easy run casual run that's also not a thing
0: it, it's not but you know a lot of people originally get into it from that but then realize how great running is so yes. that that might be your initial introduction into running but then you start to realize some of the other benefits of it so I think that some people can move away from that mentality because they start to experience some more of the benefits of running like the runner's high or the endorphin release or those kinds of things so that they will understand kind of like oh okay maybe this running thing is about more and and that's probably when they start to tune into like podcasts and, you know, start to read blogs and articles and those kinds of things to start learning more about how to become a better runner.
1: Right. But because they still got into it from this whole, I've got to push, push, push mentality, that's still ingrained in there there, somewhere. The same way as the runner who came into it from another sport. Oh, well, I just do running so that I can stay in shape to play this sport. We've got kids on our cross country team. They run so they can be in shape for soccer, they run so they can be in shape for baseball, lacrosse, basketball, whatever the other sport is. Mm -hmm. They run to be in shape for that. And in that sport, running means sprinting all out. Mm -hmm. And so when we're like, okay, we want you to just go out on a comfortable run. They just go and you see them take off and five, six minutes later they're walking Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, Tomorrow, when we say take off and go nice and easy, maybe you could go nice and easy, and we just say go the next day, and boom, yeah. off they go. Because it's still in there.
0: Mm-hmm, it is, and like sometimes it's funny. When, like when I go out and run with the kids, like I'll be like, slow down, like like come on, no, you're staying with me, and then they'll like start pushing and start getting ahead of me. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, stay back here. Stop
1: one stepping the coach. That's yeah, not cool. Don't do
0: that. But like I'm like slow down. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because do you want to be able to run four miles straight? Then you need to pull the pace back a bit, you know. But I've never run four miles straight. I know, that's the point.
1: That's why you haven't this run is four why. miles straight.
0: Stay with me and you will run four miles straight because we're gonna pull this back now. You know, and, and, and people don't understand that concept um because of like, you know, a lot of the things that we've just mentioned.
1: Right. So one other way, um, it- a thing that kind of gets stuck in people's heads when they first get into running and it could go along with either of the other ones. Sometimes it just stands on its own. Sometimes it, it works its way in there with weight loss or with coming in from other sports is the comparison mindset. Oh, it's a trap. Oh, it's it's awful. How can I get as fast as that person Mm -hmm. in order to get as fast as that person? I need to run with that person. This one I struggled with when I got into high school where I actually started cross country running. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I would like to make the varsity team so when we go off on a distance run, I should run with the varsity guys. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter that they were racing three, four minutes faster than me. That's where I wanted to be. So I took all the runs with them. Mm-hmm. So then I was doing like hard track workouts as hard as I was told to by the coach. But then my quote unquote easy runs, I would go off and run with the fastest guys in the team. Right. Because so,
0: in in your head, that was the way to get better.
1: That made sense yeah, to me. Totally. Because it was still.
0: And that it, makes sense to a lot of people. It,
1: it sounds logical.
0: Yeah. I want what to get faster.
1: So I should get, I should just always run faster.
0: Yeah. What we're telling you guys is completely counterintuitive. It makes like, no sense. Makes no sense. Like if I want to get faster, you're telling me I need two run slower like that makes no sense at all and it was funny like um so we have this kid in our neighborhood and um this is partly what kind of inspired this episode we were getting home from school yesterday Our, our girls had the first day of school this week and we are coming into the house and i was about to close the door and i like saw him in the driveway and this kid like has never really talked to us he's like a freshman in high school so he's that awkward age like you, you don't talk to adults when you're 14 years old yeah
1: and he's, he's not at the high school i coach at so <laughs> no. like
0: but he knows that we're cross-country coaches yes. you know he, he knows that we're running coaches and his mom is one of the teachers at the girls school
1: and every time he runs past our house all summer we long own, and yeah. he's been running i wave to him yep. i've i've made random comments about his form because he was overstriding at the beginning uh-huh. i'm like try shortening your stride i bet it'll help
0: yeah and so <laughs> So he like you know very like cutely like was like oh hi um I was just wondering like you know he like had a question he was like all very sheepish it was very cute I was like hey what's going on you know and he said oh I was just wondering like um, what do I do if I want to get faster? And I was like, and I just kind of chuckled to myself and I was like, I love it, you know? And I was like, well, first of all, what school are you going to next year? <laughs> because I'm like, cause he was debating between our school and like running on our cross country team and one of the other schools in the area. And unfortunately he chose the other, the public school. Um, so you know, that's okay. They have a very good cross country team. I'm like, well, have you talked to your coach? Yes. Have you, you know? considered
1: reaching out to your coach? coach
0: yet? And he's like, well, no, not really. Blah, blah, blah. So basically, long story short, I basically told him, well, you need to... I said, well, what have you been doing? And he said he, did, he started doing tempo run. he he's runs. He runs silly pukes. Yeah, he's been doing tempo runs all summer. And then he just started intervals today. And I said, well, do you do any easy days? And he's like, well, no, not really. And I was like, well, that's the key. And he's like, I go, if not, you're just going to get injured. He's like, oh, I've already been injured. And I'm like, oh, man. You know, like, and it's just like... <laughs> I was like, dang it. Like, you like know, because is just kids, like, getting into it he's, he's already hurt. And he's so excited about it. Like, and he loves, and he's got a talent. Yeah. Like he is like naturally talented. Like you can see this kid, like if once, if he is coached properly, this kid's got major potential. Right. So I was very bummed out that he wasn't
1: coming to our school. It was nice that he reached out to, to you. Yeah. It'd be nice if he reached out to his coach because he needs some guidance Right, because he's Coming to it from the other sport philosophy of, Mm -hmm. I need to get better, so I'm just going to go really, really hard. And it sounds logical. So basically, he's running hard or not running that day. Mm -hmm. Those are his two options. Hard day or nothing. Right. And there's... There's a, a middle ground, there's and a lot it's called of middle ground. easy running.
0: Well, there's a lot of middle
1: ground. There's a lot of middle ground. I mean,
0: <laughs> You know, we like to rate our, our effort levels on a scale of 1 to 10, so yes. there's lots of different levels in there's there. There's
1: lots of, of different levels in right. there. I mean, today we're predominantly focusing on the glory that is easy running, level 2, as we like yeah, to refer to it. Yeah, level 2 out of 10. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot in there, and I don't even know if he had any idea what his different levels were. He was oh, just he no going. Clue. No he clue. was just Pushing. Yeah, I don't know what he re- thought a tempo run was, but it was hard. Like, oh, I'm
0: sure he didn't use the t- the term correctly.
1: Every time he ran past our house all summer long, mm-hmm. in you know South Florida summer heat, like it Around just
0: four o'clock in the afternoon. It
1: just looked like he was pushing. Yeah, I don't know how hard it was, but every day it looked like a push. And it doesn't have to.
0: Right. And he's a 14 year old kid. He's like, oh, I've done some research on my own, which is like adorable, right? you know? And, but anyway, back to, back to this, it's like, you know, a lot of times we come in with this comparison mindset, right? Like, and so he was already like thinking ahead to like, I want to be on the varsity team like he was already starting to compare himself to like people that he didn't even know and just like a lot of people start to compare themselves like you said this can come along with the sports with the weight loss but this could also just come along if you just decide you know what i want to get healthier i'm going to start running maybe you join your local running group and you show up and you're like all gung-ho about it and all of a sudden they take off and leave you in the dust (laughs) you know and you're like oh shoot like uh huh you know like and and then you automatically compare yourself and and I always say that this is the the beauty and also the downfall of running groups you know it's it's fantastic to have people that are faster than you so that you will push yourself right it's it's always good to have people there to help push you outside of your comfort zone but if you're doing that every single day every single time you go out and run that's just a recipe for disaster
1: right this is Like, it's the good and bad of when I got into cross country running, one of our first practices, all the varsity guys were not allowed to just run as varsity guys. They all had to run separate with their own group of freshmen. Mm -hmm. So one of my first runs, I was running with the fastest guy on the team. Mm -hmm. He was jogging. Like, so... In my head, I was running with the fastest guy on the team. So clearly, I should always run with the fastest guy on the team. It did not occur to me until, you know, years later, how <laughs> easy he was running. When I got to the point where I was a senior, I was one of the fastest guys on the team, and coach was like, all right, here's your group of freshmen. Go show them what this loop is. How painfully slow I had to run that day relative to, like, my normal pace. Mm-hmm. That's what he had to go on that day. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was out there, and he's just... Jogging along, he's chatting to everybody. People are trying to answer his questions, but no one can even speak because we're all yeah gasping for air. And he's he's like jogging backwards and trying to like hold a conversation with all of us Mm -hmm. as we're, we're going. It was such an easy day for him. And then the next day was a track workout. And we certainly weren't running with him that day because he balanced the very easy run, you know, get to know your teammates, show them what the loop is that we're going to do for practice with the hard workout that he had the next day on the track. Mm -hmm. The balance is kind of where it all comes in. The comparison then, I kept trying to to try and stay with him on non-track days, which ultimately caused some problems. Those problems then bled into college where I was still trying to keep up with some of the fastest people on the team who were also some of the fastest people in the country. And it it just also led to exhaustion. Also
0: led, yeah. And, And that's that comparison mindset. Like you want to be where someone else is and it's you stepping outside of where you actually are. And like I said, Sometimes that's a good thing, but most of the times that's not a good thing. Like you just want to, that's, that's what takes us to like the 80-20 rule, um, which we'll talk a little bit about in, here in a second. So when we talk about, you know, so we want you guys just to kind of take a second, take a couple of minutes here and just think about what we've just talked about. Think about what your introduction to running is. Like what sort of beliefs do you hold about running? Because that is going to influence how Your training is going to go like we don't necessarily realize this all the time that we have these deep-seated beliefs about running like we're talking about beliefs about running like but listen to what we just talked about right like go hard all the time no pain no gain so what are some of the beliefs that you have about running that you're holding on to that might be affecting your ability to train differently
1: Right, and maybe you've been running for a long time and you've thought of these things before and you're like, No no no, I've totally overcome those. Have you? Yeah. Think think back to the last time you went off on any run. Maybe it was an easy run, maybe it was a hard run. Did that previous, you know, belief in there. Did it come back up? Did it sneak back out? I know this does on me every once in a while where it's like, oh yeah, it's going to be an easy run. And that pace just keeps getting a little more aggressive as the run Mm -hmm. keeps going.
0: Well, because comparison mindset also, it, it doesn't always have to be just to you versus someone else. It's also you versus yourself, right? Like It's very
1: much you versus yourself. And
0: it's like, oh, well, I used to be this fast. You know, some people that might have been faster when they were younger that have been running for a while now, then you're comparing yourself to where you used to be, um, or you're comparing yourself to a previous version of yourself, or you're just comparing yourself to a version that you think you should be, or how good a shape you think you should be in.
1: Yes, like a theoretical version of yourself, a past version of yourself, a, a
0: hologram, pre- a holographic a, version of yourself,
1: pre-injury version of yourself,
0: pre-baby version that, of yourself. That was the next one
1: I was going to go with. Yeah. Yes, you know, I get I, to
0: say it. I'm the woman. What, you yeah. never had a baby. I,
1: I, I had sleepless nights. Also,
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talk to me when your private parts get ripped open.
1: They do not happen. <laughs> but. I used to get out of bed and get the kid and bring them to you. You did. So that you could then nurse them as I slept.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. You did. You were a very involved father. So take a minute and just think about some of the beliefs that you may hold, okay? And think about how those could be affecting your training up to this point. Um, And then we want you to stop and then think about why... You keep running right now. Like, why is it that you do run? Because you've made it to this point, right? You may have started from other sports. You may have started with weight loss. You may have started because your friend talked you into doing a 5k on Memorial day, you know, whatever it is, but here you are now. Okay. So you're here, you're a runner. Why do you do it? What are you chasing?
1: Yeah. What are you still in it for? Like you, you've stuck around for a while, whatever, whatever friend finagled you into that first 5k that's come and gone and you're still running, you know, maybe you were aiming for weight loss, but Eventually, that kind of can't be the one driving factor. There's something else that helps you keep going. So kind of think about that for a little while and figure out what is it that you're chasing? Or is it these, you know, kind of demons from the past that you're still actually going after?
0: Yeah, and I've heard people, um, and I've, I've been hearing a little bit more of, of this recently too, but like some people say like, oh, I'm just addicted to running. You know, like I was chatting with someone today that was talking about that and she's like, I just, I have to go out, I have to run every day, I have this run streak, you know, that's another one, like, oh, you know, run the run streak, um, that running addiction, like what what is it, right? A lot of people do get into running from that avenue too, you know, like to escape addiction to substances, you know, people that were substance abusers or, you know, had difficulty with addiction, they then... And replace one addiction for another, you know, and it, it, arguably it's a healthier um, choice running, but in some cases it can be just as dangerous, just as, you know, detrimental to the, that person's well-being and the well-being of the family.
1: I mean, depending on how you, how you go at that. So yeah, you could say, what are you chasing? But there's also perhaps the aspect of what are you running from? Mm-hmm. You know, totally. that, and that's where the addiction side of it comes in. Yep. And can you actually safely head into this? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really the issue with addiction is that you just keep taking things too far. There's too much. You mm-hmm. can't focus on other areas. Right.
0: And, and when you're, if, if that's like the kind of mentality that you have where you're like, I'm all in, like, they're just people that have that kind of personality. Like, if you start something, you're all in on it. And it's like, you can't just take a step back and take. Look Look at the big picture here. See what, what you're doing. And for running, if you want to get better as a runner, if you want to avoid injuries and the pain cycle and all the things that like a lot of runners are plagued by, that is what's required. You have to take a look at why you're running. You have to take a look at how hard you're running. And you have to be able to uh, be willing to adjust things. Okay. So if you're coming into... Some, you know, into running and you want to something to change, like getting faster, running longer, getting out of injury, those are all changes that you want, then you're going to have to change what you're doing. You're, you can't do the same thing and expect a different result.
1: Right. And so what that often means is you have to change why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, at least understand why you're doing this so a lot of the runners that we know they're looking to be able to run longer or run faster regardless of what that why is and you know we've got other episodes on this about how to find your why and digging into why and what what that all means and and that it's really important to find it but pretty much regardless there's a lot of people that are looking to run longer or faster and the convenient answer for both of this is the easy run will help you get to both of them
0: it's true So let's talk about running longer first because I think this makes a little bit more sense, right? That it it makes sense that if you want to be able to run longer – that running slower would be a good option.
1: Well, this is a, a quote about the marathon. You know, it, there's never been a marathon that was won in the opening mile, but there have been plenty of them that have been lost Ooh, in the opening mile. That's a good one. Like, I like that. You can't take a marathon out like it's a 5K and no. expect to finish well. Like it's just not going to go very well. Uh, that's and, a recipe
0: for crash and burn. It
1: really is. Yeah. Or, I mean, in a, in a smaller scale, it's the same that happens at our, our school 5K. Every single year, there's always like a handful of kids that sprint the the opening straightaway. It's often the baseball team, but (laughs) sometimes there's a few other people that join them. But usually there's a cluster of, of, usually they're high school students that just take it out full sprint for the opening 200 meters realizing that it's a three mile race and they they walk most of it mm-hmm. you know as i go back on my second round and try and catch riley from behind so that i can finish with her and make sure she's doing okay i pass them all walking
0: yeah she passes them like she our, passes them. our 10 year old was passing them in the 5k and like loving every single minute of it you know she was like so proud of herself right there comparison Right? Yes. she's comparing herself and she's feeling good about herself that she's passing baseball players
1: well, it kept <laughs> driving her nuts out because they kept running they would sprint past her yeah and then they would have they would all walk and screw around and be joking around, and then she just kept trucking along because if you slow it down, you can just keep going.
0: And she has two parents that are running coaches
1: well yes because we <laughs> we really taught her i mean most we people taught her at, the
0: pacing yeah
1: most people at 10 don't grasp the concept of, of pacing and the baseball players didn't care about the concept of pacing they no. their coach... they were there
0: for service hours because their coach told them
1: yes their coach told them they needed to do it and they were there for service hours right. and so they were gonna go do the run um and they just did it as a cluster but she was told the benefits and this one you're totally correct this one's logical if you slow down the pace you're naturally gonna be able to go further Mm -hmm. it goes to what you said when you go out and run with some of the kids on our team we send them on four and then we'll go out and we'll drive by and they're walking a half mile into the run Mm -hmm. and you go out and run with them and suddenly you are able to run with them for two miles pause briefly at the turnaround and come back two miles and they're like coach i don't know how that happened you're like well because we took it easy. It wasn't sprint and then walk, sprint and then walk, sprint and then walk even longer, Mm -hmm. sprint and then walk even longer. Like eventually they're just walking the entire thing. Right. Just slow down.
0: Exactly. So, you know, that, that makes complete sense. And, 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 Even throwing in those walking breaks, not not sprint and then walk, but like run easy and then maybe put in like a scheduled walking break, like a run-walk type of interval program is a great way to build endurance and to just be able to increase the time on your feet while still keeping the demand and the load on your body low.
1: Right. I mean – yeah, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with run walk. I no, love run walk as as a way to increase endurance
0: and as a way to transition back into running after injury. It's fantastic,
1: right? And, and I mean, some
0: people love to do it just norm naturally.
1: Some people, in order not to... naturally,
0: but long term, right? Like yeah. that's
1: that's their training the plan. method. That's how they've they've built up to a mileage where they've run half marathons and marathons mm-hmm. because it feels better to have the the regular walking break. But it's a planned, scheduled break. walking break. You know, it's not the I'm just gonna run as hard as I can until I can't, and then I'll walk until I feel like I might be able to run again. Right. Because if you go out with that, you end up running shorter and shorter intervals and walking longer and longer intervals. Right.
0: So the, the run-walk method where you kind of schedule in the running and the walking is typically known as the Galloway method. It was developed by a man named Jeff Galloway. And so I love this term. Some some of them call themselves Jeffers. Jeffers. So I, I did not know this term until we started working with some of our clients over in the UK. And they're like, oh, you know, I, I just went out Jeffing. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, so I thought that was a cool one. That was a, new, a fun term that I learned a couple years back when we started to expand to the UK and those so if you've ever heard of Jeffing or Jeffers or the Galloway method that's what that's what it is it's it's the run walk so typically it's like two minutes of running to one minute of walking or 90 seconds of running to 30 seconds of walking and you just repeat that interval over and over for the, the distance of the run
1: yeah and people play with all sorts of intervals I mean we've got run walk plans inside of our training academy that have tons of different intervals mm-hmm. and you know you find the rhythm that works for you. Yep. And some people are like, I don't like to take the walking breaks. I'd rather just slow down and run the entire time. And that's fine also. Right. You just need to slow down if you want to just keep running. Ooh, so there, right. there's both out Aspects. It
0: is, and like you know, this is where the comparison again pops its head back in. Um, when when you start to slow down, you're like, okay, I am on board. I'm going to run slower. And then you look at your watch, and you're like, oh my god, am I running that slow? <laughs> and then you, like you feel bad about yourself. Like I know it's it's happened to me. It still does sometimes. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be. You know, I'll raise my hand. I I, I preach this stuff, right? I know this stuff. I know it to my core that I should not compare myself to anybody else, right? Especially myself. But there are some days that when it's like hot as heck out there and I go out for a run and I feel awful and I have to walk, right? Because it's just my heart rate's getting too high. It's just, and then I just feel bad about myself. So I I quickly recover from it, you know, so it's not that it just that it lingers, but it still happens. So don't think that you're never going to feel bad about a run ever again. Like that's not true, but it's still important to, to take on this mindset of, you know what, this is just The pace that I have to run today. This is and and it's once you start to understand the science behind it, it is more helpful and it's easier like to convince yourself to do these kinds of things because you know that okay, this is like a proven scientific method and way to get faster. This is not just like Angie and Kevin's like you know thing that we just made up. Like there's lots of books out there that you know this method started back in like the 1940s with Lydiard.
1: This is not the Angie and Kevin method. This is
0: not no. I mean, I kind of like to take credit for it, but that's just not, no,
1: this not is, the truth. It's been around for a long, <laughs> long time that easy running will get you to be able to run much, much longer. Right. But the other side is easy running also gets you to run much, much faster. Okay. If you train substantially with a lot of easy running, kind of the, the way I like to think about racing is, especially if you're racing like a 5k, you basically live in the orange zone, like yellow feels more comfortable, orange is right on the edge, and then red is like, okay, the the countdown is going and I have a very limited amount of time that I can live in this zone. Mm-hmm. So five K racing is like the orange zone. Into and the
0: red. Yeah, it's like you're, for me it yeah, you're
1: looking at red and then certainly at the end of the race you're oh, I'm living in red. In the red yeah. And uh and the first
0: mile is in the orange.
1: That's the thing is though the second
0: mile is more is a really dark orange <laughs>
1: Yeah. But you can only spend so much time in the red zone. So training in that like easy zone, almost like green, mm-hmm. really allows you to push the the pace of what orange is even higher and higher. Mm-hmm. So let's say that like you used to be able to train, you like you could race a 5K at like 10 minute pace. You're like, okay, so I'm just going to keep pushing at that 10 minute pace and that should be more comfortable. No, because you're going to strain every single day. So by going even easier than that, it makes 10 feel easier. Mm -hmm. So you can then push. and, And so now your 5K, instead of being orange zone at 10, now it's down at like 930. And you got there not by training at 10, but by training at like 12 mm-hmm. by training with a combination of run walking maybe.
0: Right. And then you you sprinkle in the 10s, right? Like you, you do most of your runs at that easy pace, like that 12 minutes, and then you sprinkle in some of the 10s maybe once a week or in intervals or in tempo runs or those kinds of things. And those are called the lactate threshold runs. So if you've ever heard that term or VO2 max types of things, that's what's going to push that lactate threshold a little bit higher, your VO2 max a little bit higher, it's going to make your body more more efficient at um, processing oxygen, transferring oxygen and energy around the body. And so like when you are able to do that at faster paces, that's what makes you faster. Okay. So essentially when you run, your body uses energy. And when your body uses up that energy, it produces byproducts, which is lactate and other things. Um, Hydrogen ions is another one, right? And, And those Um, substances kind of build up in the body and that's what causes you to kind of fizzle out, right? Because your body can only have so much of that. Your body becomes too acidic and then things start shutting down. So your body will literally force you to stop before it elevates too high.
1: Right. And it, it, tragically, it forces you to stop way before it actually physically needs to stop. And so then, <laughs> That's a whole different episode. Yeah. Um, but if you train too fast, you miss some of these massive adaptations that you can get from training really slow. Right. Like the increase in mitochondria which if you think back to when you learned biology in high school you totally learn the term mitochondria
0: everybody knows as that term. the
1: powerhouse of the cell <laughs> well they're they're the thing that takes the the food that you take into your body and turns it into usable energy for your muscles like that oversimplifies it but it's yes. basically what they do
0: at the cellular level
1: yes and so if you have more of them that's essentially like saying, okay, I'm going to put an engine in my car and it's going to be able to go fast. All right, now I'm going to stick six engines in my car. Yeah. Like you're literally just strapping more engines into all of the cells inside of your body so that they can take more food energy and turn it into energy that your muscles can actually use and get you running.
0: Exactly. And that happens at slower paces. Like, And if, it
1: doesn't happen at faster paces. Right.
0: So the benefit of running slower is that you are literally producing more mitochondria, little powerhouses in your cells so that when you need them later on in order to run faster, you have more of them working for you, okay? Another benefit of slower running is increased capillary production. So what are capillaries? Capillaries are the small networks of blood vessels throughout your body, okay? So we have the big blood blood vessels are arteries and veins, okay? The arteries pump the blood from the heart to the rest of the body and the veins return the blood back to the heart okay so when the blood pumps out of the heart and goes out into the the rest of the body it goes from arteries into arterioles into like all these different networks if you think about it like a spider web it's like it branches right from like thicker ones into like smaller but then more and then more and more and more and so capillaries are like the thinnest and the smallest ones but there's they're they're the most of them in the body there's like, lots there's of there's lots of
1: them right and they kind of cover the muscles essentially yeah like And and all the tissues. And all the tissues. Yeah. But okay, to try and like, simplify this, think of the capillaries as the guys that are bringing blood directly to the muscles. Mm-hmm. Like Obviously, they're coming in large arteries, but to make it to like all of the different muscle cells, all of those muscle cells need oxygen. The oxygen comes in blood. The blood gets there through capillaries. So if you have more capillaries, you have more blood being driven to more muscle cells mm-hmm. that allows them to do their job. Right. So you've got more mitochondria, in the cells that helps change one energy into another one. You have more blood that's bringing the oxygen to the cells. All of this happens, all of those actual physical changes happen at easier paces. They happen at faster paces, but they really happen substantially at much, much easier effort levels. Right.
0: So when you run easy, you're basically priming the body for running faster because then when you put that increased load on the body, when you ask the body to run faster, it has more energy powerhouses and it has more oxygen getting to the muscles. So the muscles are able to work more efficiently to produce the speed that you're looking for. They also work more efficiently at taking up those byproducts that I was talking about before to try to process them before the be- the body becomes too acidic and decides to shut down. Yes. So all of that happens when you're running at easier paces. The body produces all of those like extra workers for you for later when you're running at those faster paces.
1: Right. And then you utilize them at faster paces. Right. But the thing is like, oh, I'd like to have a whole lot more engines inside my body. So I'm just going to go out and run really fast because that's when I need them. Yeah. But that's not when you build them. You build them at the easier paces, mm-hmm. you know, and then on another level, like the adaptations that you make from running fast, you don't really get them unless you have nice recovery days. And some people do this. They'll go super hard one day and then just have a complete rest day and then super, super hard and have another rest day. And so then you're going to make some of the adaptations because you're, you are in fact resting, but you're not making the adaptations that you could from easy runs. Mm -hmm. You're not making the, the great like aerobic Uh, accommodations in your body
0: right i mean and rest days are important for sure like those need to be built into the plan but so like these easy recovery runs like you can't replace all of your easy days with rest days you're like oh i need to go easy today so i just won't run like that doesn't work i mean it does but you're not going to get the results as quickly as you could If, you know, you instead had an easier run instead of a rest day.
1: Right. It kind of works sort of from an injury perspective because you're taking the easy days. Mm -hmm. So you are giving your body time to like recover from the hard efforts. Right. But
0: like it it doesn't completely, like you still need complete rest days built into your schedule at different frequencies, depending on, you know, who you are, what kind of runner you have, your goals, your mileage, all that stuff. Um, Rest days need to be in there at different frequencies, but these easy runs are super important. Okay. So... All right. Hopefully you understand why this is important now. So now we understand what easy running is. We understand how it benefits the body. We understand why it's important. Now, how do we do it? Because it's not as easy as it sounds. Like, it sounds really easy. Like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to go out and run easy. Like, but what does that mean? And honestly, so many people struggle with this. Like, so many people, when they go out on a run, they go out and they just run at a moderate pace, that medium pace. So, finding that L2, that easy pace, L2 out of 10, is much harder for a lot of people, which also seems weird and counterintuitive.
1: Right. It seems like it should not be difficult to go off and run easy. But this goes back to the very beginning of the episode episode go back to what was your mindset when you first started like first started running did you come into it thinking that you needed to run fast whether you came into it from another sport you came into it with this comparison to a faster person you came into it trying to burn as many calories as possible is there still this message in the back of your head that says, I need to go fast or I'm not getting a benefit out of this workout?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it could still be there. So you have to really truly and fully understand and accept that easy is the answer. Like it's important for you to know that there is science behind this. This is a proven method. Like, okay, like this is going This might not be easy, but I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to push past the mental blocks of judgment or, you know, worry, you know, and anxiety that, like, other people are judging me. Like, there's a lot of people that think, you know, when I go out and run, like, I don't want people in their cars looking at me on the side of the road and, like, judging my pace. They're going to think I'm so slow. No, they're not. Like, most likely, they're probably going to feel bad about themselves that they're not running and that you are. Like, maybe that's a judgment. I shouldn't say that. There was a
1: big, bold judgment there.
0: I mean, I shouldn't say most likely that's going to happen, but for some (laughs) people, I think that they might. Like, oh, look at that guy. Like, I wish I could go do that. Like, there's going to be people that think that. There might be people that pass off negative judgment on you, but. How does that affect you?
1: Yeah, like, who who cares? Like really, who if cares? some random
0: person in their car has a negative thought about you as you run by them, how is that going to affect your life?
1: Yeah. I, it it really it's not um I mean the most difficult judgment is the one that you've got in your head to the person that you think that you should be, the person that you were I don't know maybe earlier in the year before the injury you know we talked before about all these covid right we talked about all these other like versions of yourself that you might be um, Try, that trying gotten,
0: to get back to.
1: Right. And that's that's a, a more difficult judgment to get around. The judgment of random guy driving down the street who yells out, hey, run faster. You can probably get over that pretty quickly. Yeah. And if you can't, you really need to try and pause for a moment and figure out why did that make you feel so bad?
0: Well, and I think that you also have to pause and say, where is that person coming from? Because clearly whatever that person has to say is not about you. And is much more a reflection of their own insecurities or issues about who knows what on their end. You know, like, anytime someone is mean or really negative to you, it's very rarely actually about you. It's much more about them and or, you know, what their thoughts and experiences and judgments are on themselves or... With other things going on in their day and they just take it out on you.
1: Right, right. Most most anger is really coming coming from themselves and just finding a place to spew. It's yeah. the whole law of the gar- of the garbage truck is people just walk around full of garbage and eventually they dump it somewhere.
0: Ooh, I've never heard of that. Yeah,
1: the law of the garbage truck. They dump it somewhere. Don't be a garbage truck and continue dumping it other places.
0: Oh. Well, there you go. So you need to stop judging your own pace is really what this comes down to. Like understand that easy should mean easy. That easy also means different things on different days. And that's part of the beauty of effort level running versus like being tied to an exact pace um is that it does account for those things like how much sleep did you get last night how hot is it outside is the humidity 100% like it was on my run this morning (laughs) like you know there's so many factors that go into how you feel on any given day so your easy pace on one day when it's 85 degrees feels like 96 and the sun is beating down on you that easy pace is going to be different than your easy pace on like a 50 degree morning cool you know perfect day like it's those are going to be two different paces
1: it's really hot and humid here so it's tough to think about the other perspective but it's also going to be different than when it's like 10 degrees mm-hmm. and windy and sleeting at you. That's true.
0: We should probably think about those winter runners also.
1: Like if you're in the Southern Hemisphere and currently experiencing winter, um, there's that extreme and there's that part where it's like, okay, what does easy mean when I'm all completely bundled up? What does it mean when I'm I'm sweating the moment I step out the door and I haven't even started running yet? What does easy mean on those days? And the answer is it still means that it's pretty comfortable for you and it's going to feel less comfortable as you keep going, especially when you're dealing with like the heat, you know, when it's colder, you kind of like warm up and get into the run when it's super cold. Now, suddenly you can't feel your fingers anymore and, you know, you blink and your eyes freeze shut. So there's that level of discomfort, but it's still at its core. You're like, okay, but I'm not pushing that hard. Like it doesn't, I'm, I'm not... Like, so exhausted that I'm struggling to lift my legs. I'm not breathing so hard that I'm just gasping for air. It's still a relatively comfortable pace to you.
0: Right. So easy basically means that you should be able to maintain a conversation at that pace without gasping for air. Or a good thing that we usually tell people is being able to sing one line of the Star Spangled Banner or whatever song you like. If you're not an American and, you know, you have a a different country national anthem, you can do that or just your favorite song. But being able to (laughs) sing... What?
1: If you're from the UK, sing your national anthem. It's the same same exact rhythm as the Star Spangled Banner because no, we it's stole not, it.
0: No, it's not the Star Spangled Banner. It's the other one, isn't it? Uh, it's we like purple mountain. It's the we have two. God major bless America, right?
1: Yes, like we stole both of our like major U.S. songs from the UK.
0: Okay. So. Well, we were a colony of the UK, so that can make sense.
1: There you go. So,
0: anywho, you know, you should be able to comfortably have a conversation without gasping for air. You should be able to kind of sing out there. And uh, for those of you that are members of our – was it our tribe or our training team that you put posted the video of you singing – I think it might have been our training team. I
1: think that was our training team. I
0: think that was our private training team group. So, So for those of you that were in the training team, hopefully you caught that um, video of Kevin on one of his L2 easy runs belting out his favorite song.
1: I was singing Let It Go, right? You were singing Let It yeah, Go. Yeah, because if you don't want to sing a national <laughs> anthem, yours or any other countries, sing your favorite Disney tune. You should also sing Let one. It Go,
0: actually. That would be a very good one. And it's in like, you know, 50 different languages now.
1: Of course it is. But the thing is about, you know, the whole singing a song, it works with the converse. It's It's connected to the conversation. You need a song where you have to be going, like... Extending your breath for a long period of time. If you have a normal conversation back and forth with somebody, you talk regularly and then you can pause and they talk continuously. It's not like three words and then a break and then three words. So let it go is a good one because you have to like really actually like hold notes for a while. Mm -hmm. There's some longer parts to it. So, you know, yes, sing, but sing a song where you actually have to be regularly singing is also helpful.
0: Yeah, but I don't I don't think you're gonna get any duet requests anytime soon from Medina. Uh, no. Which makes me sad because I really want to meet her.
1: Well, sorry. I'll try harder next time (laughs) because I always try harder. Run as fast as possible. All
0: right. So wrapping up here. So you cannot get faster until you are happy with your easy effort pace. Like you have to accept that running easier is the key to running faster. And it You know, it it doesn't matter what you believe about it right now. That's what you have to start accepting and you have to start believing that because a belief is simply something that you keep telling yourself. Okay. It, It becomes a truth, right? Or that's what a truth is, I should say. If you think that something is true, a truth is really just a belief that you repeat over and over and over
1: again. Right. That's why I say you have to get happy with your easy effort pace. Not just like, oh God, it's another easy run. I guess I'll, you know, drudge my way through this or I'm so slow when I do this. You have to accept that this is your easy pace. That's where you're at and enjoy that it is an easy run. Enjoy the view. Enjoy the scenery. Enjoy just being out and running and how amazing that is that you're just out out there and running enjoy it and find some happiness to that
0: right because if you're just miserable the whole time suddenly that easy pace isn't easy anymore because your mood and your thoughts and your stress level all of that also has an effect on whether or not something feels easy or not so if you're just out there and you're like replaying all these negative beliefs in your head and all these negative thoughts about i don't even want to be out here like that's going to make the run much harder than it should be
1: Right, and I don't want to dive too deep into this as we're trying to wrap things up here, but you need to be running the majority of your runs at, at this pace. You briefly said 80 20. Yeah, I'd
0: briefly touch on that.
1: And that that's right. Like, there's been some research that, like, roughly 80% of your running should be at this easy pace, and only 20% at anything above that. Mm-hmm. Like, anything above that, including like medium pace, which will be a whole nother episode. But most of your running, and if you're increasing. increasing. Increasing mileage, it's even higher than the 80%. Like you could go up to 90%, that should be easy. And what a lot of runners do is they run the overwhelming majority of their runs at a medium effort, mm-hmm. whereas they they would benefit substantially by taking it down a bit, just a little bit until it's actually a comfortable pace.
0: Yeah. So if you're interested in learning more about the science behind this, about a lot of the history behind this, there's a great book called Eighty Twenty. It's by Matt Fitzgerald and it goes into a lot greater detail. So we would recommend that and we'll link to it in the show notes so that you can grab a copy of that if it's something that you're interested Interested in. Um, And this is also a concept that we go into greater depth inside our Real Life Runners Training Academy, which is um, available for the the members of our training team. So keep your eyes out for when we um, open the doors for that again. We've got a lot of really exciting new upgrades coming for that. Doors are not open right now for that, but just keep your eyes open for that. So like I said, eighty twenty. it's a great book, it's a good resource, and it helps you to understand why it's so important for you to keep your easy runs easy and, like, Kevin said, do the majority, 80% of your running at that easy pace and just kind of sprinkle in 20% with the speed and the intervals and the medium paces and those kinds of things.
1: Right. So once you've found what that easy pace is and you trust that it's where you're supposed to go and you're happy with this and you can go out there and do it and you're not feeling judged by others or judging yourself, then running is just a whole heck of a lot more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And you find that as you enjoy yourself running at this pace, that without pushing and grinding it out day after day, that suddenly you're running farther and you're running faster. And well, that was kind of the goal all along.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. So hopefully you understand why easy running is so important. We encourage you and we challenge you on your next run. Go out and try to find your easy pace. Try to find your level two out of ten where you can hold a conversation and you can sing a verse from Let It Go. And if you're a part of the Real Life Runners Tribe, if you want to post that up, we would absolutely love to see it. Fantastic. So um, thank you guys for joining us. If you have been listening to us for a while or maybe you're just finding us now for the first time thanks for listening if you haven't yet please go over to itunes and leave us a review your reviews are amazing and we love reading them and it helps other listeners and other runners to find the show so if you found this episode helpful do us a favor write us a review on itunes you can also screenshot this episode and post it to instagram um, or whatever social media platform you prefer i think those are called uh what are those called stories podsies podsies yeah i've heard i've heard that term from one of the other podcasts i was listening to oh, a podsy key, okay. um i don't know if that was just that person that just made it up but
1: i don't know it's fantastic let's <laughs> screen- have some
0: podsies <laughs> so screenshot it and uh, tag us in it so that we can say thank you and reach out and connect with you guys some more um we're at real life runners on instagram and also on facebook so thank you guys so much for joining us today this has been episode number 155 now get out there and run your life